Welcome to the Resilient Mind Podcast. In this episode, you will be listening to Mind Mastery, Reprogramming Your Mind for Success with Jim Rohn. Get access to the Mental Mastery Program and other exclusive episodes by becoming a subscriber. Enjoy. Just a few little pointers on the mind. Here's number one. It needs to be nourished, needs to be fed. Uh, There's an Old Testament phrase that says humans cannot live just on bread alone or food alone. Dogs can, a crocodile can, a spider can. Humans cannot exist just on food. Here's what it says. Humans also need words. Words nourish the mind. Words give life. Words create insight. Because there's more than one way to see. If we see with our eyes, we call that sight. But there's another way to see called insight. That's why we come gather for a couple days, attend the classes. Go to the training, read the books, do all the stuff, is to develop more insight, letting our mind be nourished to think, ponder, and wonder, and conceive. Ideas, projects, purpose. Give structure to something for the future, whether it's better health or better career, better future. Next, the mind needs to be exercised, and we talked a bit about that earlier. Exercise by debate. Exercise by reading both sides of the debate, both sides of the question. Major life issues, major political issues. Don't leave yourself out of the great debate one. The mind needs to be nourished by ideas second and needs to be refined and stimulated and exercised by debate. We need both sides of the human drama represented. The reason why the Bible is such a classic book in studying all kinds of stories is because the Bible is full of stories on both sides, the evil side and the good side. The Bible said, Old Testament said, this king came to power. And he was a good king, and he ruled for 18 years. And then it says the next king came to power, and he was a bad king, and he put up idols. He became the bad king. So the, uh, it reads, good king, bad king, showing both sides of the human spectrum and drama. Uh, some stories that, that we read in the Bible of people to admire others are people to despise. In your library, you need a book on Gandhi and you need a book on Hitler. One book to show you how noble someone's aspirations can be, and the other book to show you how despicable and how evil someone's goals can be. Both sides. If we study good and evil, one we love and one we hate. We study illness, we study health. Someone says, well, you can't study the negative things. You have to study the negative things. You have to give voice to, mind to, and time to both sides of the issue so that you can strengthen your side of the argument. In raising our kids, we have to pose both sides. Uh, What's the danger side and the safe side? In one of the seminars that I'm sure some of you have attended, I talk about philosophy that makes the difference. Philosophy does two things, each person's personal philosophy. Uh, So jot this down. Our personal philosophy does two things. One helps us to see the dangers on one side so we can avoid or minimize those. Then our personal philosophy needs to be developed so we can see the opportunities on the other side so we can maximize those. And for the balance of your life, that's going to be the twin challenge in developing ideas and philosophy and strengthening all of it so that you can avoid the dangers, maximize the opportunities because the dangers never go away. The dangers to our ship of state call the country. The danger to the enterprise. The danger to the corporation. Uh, Dangers always lurk both inside and out. Dangers lurk on the inside of our own mind. When I was a kid, They used to have those little cartoons of a little boy with a gremlin on one side and a little angel on the other side and the little devil, a little gremlin said, go ahead and do it. It's okay, little angel said. No, no, no. So when kids are young, they've got this debate to engage in. Should I or shouldn't I? One voice says, go ahead, and the other one says, no, no. So we hope as the years pass and as the classes pass 
And as we go from grade one to grade two to grade five to grade 10, we will learn more. As Abraham said, to listen to the better angels of our nature, to appeal to our conscience and let our conscience help along with God. And whatever else you belong in, that has good influence on helping to make right decisions, avoiding the evil one, avoiding the danger, the dark side, and appeal to ourselves to engage in the positive side, the opportunity side. The battle of the mind is significant for us every day. What to think, what not to think, my mentor, Mr. Shub said. Stand guard at the door of your mind and you decide what enters you decide what to fill up your mind with because it becomes the material with which you build your future. So engaging the mind to make rational decisions about life. Beware of the thief on the street that's after your purse, but also beware of the thief in your mind that's after your promise. Thief in your mind that says you're too short, you're too tall, you've never done it before. What makes you think you can do it now? It's not going to work for you. Someone else could find the book. You'll never find the book. If you found the book, you wouldn't read it. Uh, if you did read it, you wouldn't understand it. That's stuff that goes on in our minds. So jot down this key phrase. It's one of the best for the day. Whatever you do, don't become a victim of yourself as you engage in this debate. What to eat, or what not to eat, where to go, where not to go, what to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do. Make sure that you strengthen the positive side of this argument with yourself so that day by day you become healthier. Day by day, you become stronger. Day by day, you become wiser. Day by day, you build a better shield and immunity and inside immunity to ward off disease. But an outside immunity to ward off all the negative and all the trash and all the stuff that would not enhance your personal development nor your promise for the future. So this is so important, understanding the mind. Uh, feed it. We call it food for thought. That's what a big share of this whole seminar is all about. These three days is providing food to think about, thoughts to think about, and then ideas to debate. And it's not necessarily what's right or what's wrong, but what's better, what's best. This is okay, but this would be better. Uh, with this, yes, you can manage, but with this, you can flourish. With this, you can exist. With this, you can live a fantastic life. So exercising the mind. Now, to develop the mind, you need a good library. Let me give you three parts to your library. Number one is your visual library. Zig and I and others have put things on video, so you can see it. We ask you to come here today and see what's going on. So part of it comes by visual, come and see. And then uh, if it's on video, you can see it again and again and again. Key phrase, repetition is the mother of learning. Repetition is where if we hear it again, we see something we didn't see when we heard it the first time. We see something different that we didn't see the first time. Next is your listening library. Zig Ziglar's right, turn your car into a mobile classroom. You can have a university education in a fairly short period of time, just uh, using the traveling time to listen. Key phrase is to listen to voices of value, discriminate in your listening time, listening to someone of reputation, someone who has good ideas, someone that's been recommended that has some value. Don't waste your time listening to things that don't count much. Hey, there's some things that are not worth spending the time. You know, they create more poison than they do benefit. So be careful. If somebody says to me, these eggs are rotten, I'm not going to make an omelet and try it. I'm going to take their word for it. So feed the mind, exercise the mind, and build your library. Uh, I recommend the three books that were recommended to me when I started my library when I was 25 years old. In those accelerated days of personal development for me, about seven years worth. So fantastically changed my bank account, changed my income, revolutionized my future. 
with the foundation of my parents gave me meeting Mr. Shofer at age 25. I'm telling you, it's been, it's been a journey for me like no other ever since then. I've had mentors along the way. I'm telling you to keep my mind stimulated, to keep my inners keen. That helped me to evaluate into way what is good, what is okay, what is better, and what is prosperous in terms of your life. Mentors in that first mentor, I had recommended these three books. First was the Bible. Now I had an advantage there because my parents made sure I was a pretty good scholar by age 19. A good book to serve you all of your life. One of the major sources of ideas, stories, poetry, history. A uh, major source for stimulation. Next, he recommended the book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Think and Grow Good Words. Think and Grow Enrich. I went for it, got the book, paid less than 50 cents for it. So many ideas, and it changed my life. Now, next, Joff recommended the book The Richest Man in Babylon by George Clayson. Helped me become a millionaire by age 32. Totally changed my economic future. Uh, just the ideas in a simple little book. Amazing. Then you recommended something for me to listen to by Earl Nightingale called The Greatest Secret. That was my listening library to begin with. The Greatest Secret by Earl Nightingale. But your listening library and your visual library next. Now as you're reading library, and we won't go through a whole list of the best books, but here's a good book to get if you want a good list of the best books. It's called How to Read a Book. Simple, How to Read a Book by Adler, chief editor of the Encyclopedia Britannica, Mortimer Adler. He wrote a book called Six Great Ideas. That's excellent. He wondered, are ideas tangible? Are ideas real? Are they nothing? But he wrote this book along with uh, another author, How to Read a Book. Now, if you master this book, you can get so much more from a book. Now, it's a kind of a tough book to get through, but it'll give you some ideas on how to take a book and get the most out of it. Take a book and get the most out of it. But in this book is also a list of what he calls are the greatest books ever written. And uh, I've used that book, that list, as a centerpiece for my library. It's got the classics, which I missed. I only went to one year of college, so I missed a whole bunch of stuff. I started making up for that by collecting these best books ever written. Interestingly enough, on that list is old and new. Testing on every scholar's list, east or west. You just can't miss those as major sources. In addition to that, there's a book called Lessons of History written by Durant and I offer it because it's one of the classic writings of all time. You may not agree with his premise, but, but uh, you certainly have to agree that it's one of the best well-written books ever. He and his wife wrote about 11 volumes on civilization. Take a speed reading course. You can get through those, but this little book, Lessons of History, is sort of a summary of their ideas on, on history. It's a classic. Then a classic, I think most everybody's got called as a man thinketh by James Allen where each sentence is a, a seminar and you may not agree with his premise either. In certain instances, you don't want to read just what you agree with, uh, not just to read the positive. Make this note, you cannot live on mental candy. Just like you can't feed your children ice cream all the time and hope that they will be healthy, so you cannot live on mental candy. Someone says, well, I just read the positive stuff. That's not enough. And the reason is because you need to know both sides of the issue. So start your library like at age 25. I mentioned in another seminar, haven't read everything in my library, but I feel smarter just walking in it, right? Smart enough to buy it. Now I got to be smart enough to read it all. Then I got to be smart enough to sort through and decide what's valuable. 
So make that the next part now in part personal development for the mind. You got to sort through what you read, what you see and what you hear and decide which of all of that is valuable for you to try and do and master. This is where being a student comes in, not a follower, but a student. They read one book on good health and it says, do what this book says. You'll live forever. Or you read the next book on health and nutrition. Uh, it says, if you do what that first book says, you'll die young. So someone says to me, Mr. Rowan, which of these books should I follow? Jot this down. Neither one. Don't be a follower. Read both books and make up your own mind. Here's what's important in the final analysis. One of the best phrases for the day. I got this from my Canadian friend, Harold Dyke, who gave it to me, and I've used it all these years. Here's what he said. Make sure what you finally do is the product of your own conclusion. Make sure what you finally do is the product of your own conclusion. Meaning you don't just follow, but you listen to both sides of the argument. You listen to the controversy, try to master the points on both sides or three sides or whatever. Then you start charting your own course. It doesn't make you, it doesn't say, uh, you'll make always the right decision on what course to take or what to do. You can refine as you go, but make sure that what you do is the product of your own conclusions. Conclusion from the debate, conclusion from what makes the best sense to you to try. Now jot this down. Also, give yourself a chance to change some things. I held on to that. I uh, thought this was it. This was it. I'm telling you, after a while, I gave it up, found out it wasn't it. So give yourself a chance to change. Refine your philosophy. Refine your direction. If you'll give yourself a chance to do that, here's what will happen. Down the road a ways, a new door will open that you haven't discovered before. Give yourself a chance to change. Reevaluate. So let your library be a testimonial of your dedicated interest in accelerated personal development, that you will read whatever you have to read, you will hear whatever you must hear, and you will watch and see whatever you must see in order to make your life refined and worthwhile and achieve all of your purposes. You know, it takes a lot of effort to learn. It takes a lot of effort to grow. It takes a lot of effort to decide and debate to jot down. It's all worth the price. Whatever stimulates you to think, whatever stimulates you to wonder, whatever stimulates you to react or even to debate, even if you hear something, you say, well, that's not right. See, that's still valuable. It means you're awake. It means you're alert. Try it on them. It means you're alive. It means your mind is ready to take on something, whether it's agreeable or not agreeable, something right, something wrong. Who cares what it is? We've got to listen to a variety of voices. And some are going to come from the left, and some are going to come from the right, and some are going to come from mysterious sources, and some will try to entice you with all kinds of stuff. But that's okay, just so you're alive and alert and awake, ready to process anything that comes your way. Take the best of it and make it beneficial for you. That tomorrow you walk with a stronger step. Next month you see a clearer vision, and a month from now the purpose for your life is multiplied by 235. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Continue strengthening your mind by listening to our other episodes.